Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Today's episode has been sponsored by Jay McLaughlin. Jay McLaughlin is a timeless lifestyle brand with incredible style and a spirit of connection. I am obsessed with Jay McLaughlin and have been so honored that they are sponsoring my Zibiverse tour. It just so happens that the tour goes to so many communities and areas of the country that have Jay McLaughlin stores. And I love that the brand is philanthropic through Jay McLaughlin's local and loyal programming. Host store events to give back to organizations that are meaningful to Jay McLaughlin's local communities. I also love the fact that the clothes are just so chic they make me feel polished and modern, and the best part is that most of the line comes in fabrics that don't wrinkle. I especially love the dresses, the cashmere sweaters, the other sweaters. You'll see them all over my Instagram. I typically tag at Jay McLaughlin, and so you can check it out. It is absolutely one of my favorite brands, and I am over the moon excited to be working with them. In fact, I want to share the love with all of you. Jay McLaughlin is giving 20% off new customers and listeners of my podcast with special code ZIBBY20, capital Z-I-B-B-Y 20. That's 20% off for new customers and listeners of the podcast with special code capital Z-ZIBBY20. Take advantage of it today. My favorites are this white, open, long cashmere sweater that I've been wearing on every flight that I've taken on this tour. I have a blue with light blue horizontal striped sweater, several dresses I even wore on Corny America. Check it out, Jay McLaughlin. Thanks so much. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com. Dot com and definitely check out those shows as well. Don Dapani is the author of The Power of Unwavering Focused. 
He is a Hindu priest, entrepreneur, and former monk of 10 years, an internationally renowned speaker and world-leading expert on leveraging the human mind to create a life and purpose and joy. Dandapani has shared the stage with world-renowned leaders such as Hillary Clinton, Ban Ki-moon, and former French president Francois Hollande. He and his wife are currently creating a 33-acre retreat center and botanical garden in Costa Rica to further their mission of inspiring personal growth and self-transformation. Welcome, Don Dupani. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss the power of unwavering focus. You're most welcome. Thank you for having me. This is the most needed guidebook today. I feel like no one has, like, it's so hard for people to focus in on anything, and our attention is so all over the place. And I was literally like yeah. running around. I was like telling my kids, I was like, you guys, I can't even read the book, The Power of Unwavering Focus, because I can't even focus on it because I'm doing too many other things. So anyway, it's uh, it was really funny and perfectly timed. So thank you for this. You're most welcome. No, I, I of all the things I think we need to learn, one of the first things we need to learn first is the ability to focus. You know, when I was talking to a few publishers before picking one, one of the publishers asked me, why do you think your book is so important? And I said, well, in, in the world of books, and I'm no expert in the world of books, I can only imagine two things that are important. One is the ability to read. And second is the ability to focus. Because if I can't focus on a page long enough, how am I actually going to get the essence of what the author is trying to tell me, be it on relationships, business, whatever it may be? So if I can't focus, like you said, I can't sit down long enough to even read the book to learn from it. So reading and the ability to focus are like mandatory criterias to get started. Yes. <laughs> you start the book by giving us your very interesting background and how you were a monk and how you left. Yes. And the next thing you know, you're consulting to entrepreneurs and you've basically found the secret sauce of how to live the best life and that the, the quest for happiness. Well, let me not give the answer away. Ta- tell us yeah. about your background first and how you came to this whole sort of body of work. Yeah, so I, I wanted to be a monk since I was four or five years old. Went to school, graduated from university with a degree in engineering. As soon as I graduated, moved to Hawaii, where there's a traditional Hindu monastery. So lived as an ordained uh, Hindu monk. I know there's a lot of people that go stay somewhere and do a retreat for three months and say I'm a monk. And I'm like, seriously? You know, <laughs> if I carry a baby, it doesn't make me a mom. Okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I lived as an ordained monk for 10 years. My vows expired, decided not to renew them. I left no longer a monk, I'm a Hindu priest. And as a Hindu priest, I can get married, have a family, work at McDonald's, be an entrepreneur. So Wait, I'm an back, entrepreneur. Back up for a second. So you get in when you're a Hindu monk, every every 10 years you have to decide whether or not you want to keep going. Is that how it works? No, it's actually every two years. So every two years your vows come up for renewal. You have the choice to renew them. And after about 10 to 14 years of training, then you take lifetime vows. It's almost like you date and then you marry. Ah. Unless you're in Vegas where you marry and then you date. But uh, <laughs> Monk goes to Vegas. So, okay. <laughs> exactly. That would be a fun movie. It would. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I chose not to renew it the first, fifth time around. And then, so I, I live as a priest and uh, I'm a Hindu priest. As an entrepreneur, I work as an advisor to athletes and entrepreneurs, helping them understand the mind and leverage that understanding and help them to focus so they can be good at what they do. And uh, yeah, and I used to live in New York for 11 years. And then two years ago, my wife and I moved down to Costa Rica and we're creating a spiritual sanctuary and a botanical garden over here. Uh, and that's where I'm currently. Wow. That's, I mean, 
for listeners, I'm sorry that you're not getting the view that I'm getting right now, because as we're having our nice normal book chat, I get to look at like the most lush, beautiful background with like the giant blue sky and trees. And I I feel like I'm going on vacation this podcast. So thank you. (laughs) Oh, you're most welcome. Okay. So in the book, you outline different tools that we can all use to live better lives. And I'm not going to say happier because you address this in the book that the pursuit of happiness to, to achieve happiness, you have to do things that make your life worth living, thereby giving you happiness. You can't just try exactly. to run around and be happy. So talk to us yeah. all about that. Yeah, so I always say never pursue happiness, rather pursue a lifestyle where the byproduct of the lifestyle results in happiness. So what? how can you design a life or structure a life where the majority of that life results in happiness? There's going to be a percentage of that life that's never going to be happy. The things that I do that don't make me happy, you know, whatever it may be. Hopefully not doing. this. <laughs> yeah, that's not this. This conversation. <laughs> but no, and, but there's just things, you know, in everyone's life, whatever it may be. You know, I have a, I have a four-year-old and, you know, when, when she was a baby, you know, we get up in the middle of the night to feed her or this or that. Yeah. Is it fun? No. You know, I, I'd rather be sleeping, but. It's just part of life. But how do we design so the majority of life results in the feeling of happiness, contentment, joy, fulfillment? And that's really the key thing. And once we can identify those lifestyles, those things, then focus on them. Every time we get distracted, bring awareness back to those things. But the first step, first two steps is actually learning how to focus and then identifying those things and people those lifestyles that result in the feeling of, of happiness. And, and those two things kind of go hand in hand on apparel. I found in talking to peers and contemporaries about, you know, finding, cause I feel like I have found what gives my life meaning and thereby I am yeah. happier and not every moment is great. I told, I was summarizing this for my daughter, my younger daughter, I have four kids and, and she was like, but mom, you're always like, I have so many emails. Or like, I can't get all this stuff done. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'm actually happy underneath. <laughs> yeah. you know, no, and I, I think that the big misconception to, to, to kind of bring to the surface is that happiness is a state we, we're all going to be in. And people look at me having lived as a monk for 10 years and, you know, doing this, what I'm doing, like, you know, you've got your life all figured out. You must be happy and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no. I, I don't. It's a constant striving. It's a constant working to be more focused, to gain more clarity of what's important, who's important, reviewing that, working at it, and striving. It's not a state of, you know, people put this bullshit posts on Instagram and social media, be happy, be present, you know, just be. I'm like, be what? You know, you, you got to be working at it all the time. So it's not a state of passiveness, of not doing anything. And that's what people mistake monastic life to be. It's not. I, all the monks I lived with, you know, some have been living there for 30, 40, 50 years are in a state of constantly working to overcome their lower nature, to, to be a better human being, to strive to be better. Wow. No one was just being happy. They got cranky. They had to deal with emotions. They had to deal with body pains, emotional things that come up in life a cranky monk or whatever it may be. You know, we all have those things. All right, let's and let's amend we... <laughs> our movie to make it a cranky monk goes to Vegas. I think we're getting this I lo- better. I love it. I think it's going to be blockbuster. All right, you write that. You write that. I'll go watch it. There was just this whole study in the 
in the New York Times yesterday or maybe the journal, I don't know, about relationships. And of course, this is nothing really earth shattering and new, but just again, that they studied all these people over the lifespan and found out that the key to sort of overall feelings of worth and happiness were close relationships. And obviously the opposite of that was like shorter lifespan, loneliness and all that. That's not something you can necessarily work towards unless you have some sort of um, something that's already kind of good or recognizing the bet. Like you can't just say for a lonely person to say like, I'm just not going to be lonely. I'm going to focus on better relationships. It's hard. Whereas saying I'm going to start a company or I'm going to do this is something actionable, right? But it involves other people sort of entering into that with you. Yeah. So how do you use your tools to accomplish that if you're trying to do that or should you not even pay attention to that? Well, I, I think, again, going back to clarity of what are the things and who are the thing, who are the people that bring you joy, fulfillment, uh, you know, contentment, identifying that's the first step. And then the second step, really, you know, being able to focus on that. The third step is simplifying life to those people and those things. You know, your podcasters, you know, moms don't have, don't have time to read books. You know, yes, I, I'm a parent and I, I'm actively engaged in my daughter's life. And I have only one child and you have four. I can imagine only more demands, more mouths to feed. <laughs> but it, it, it's not that we're leading faster lives. It's we're doing too much mm. and we need to simplify. If you look at time being finite, being only 24 hours a day, and I also look at energy being finite because there is a point in time every night when I go, that's it, I'm spent. I have nothing left to give myself or anyone. I'm going to bed. So if my energy is finite, how am I dividing my finite energy throughout the day between everything and everyone in my life? And, and I give a simple analogy. If I have a garden bed and one watering can, I can water that garden bed and make everything in that garden bed grow. The following year, I add 99 more garden beds, but still one watering can, what's going to grow? Nothing. Because one watering can is not enough to water 100 garden beds. So as we look at our lives, ask ourselves, you know, we only have so much energy each day. I mean, you get exhausted at night, I assume, or tired. At some yeah, point, but, but sometimes at some point, although last night I have to say yeah. it was like 1230 and I was still going and going. And then like all my devices like ran out of juice. And I was like, if none of my devices can keep up with me, I have to just go to bed. <laughs> yes. But the reality is that you couldn't do it every night. Right? No, no, I don't do it. every yeah. night. Yeah. And look, I stayed up till one, two, three in the morning working on nights when I had to. But could I do it every single no, day, I could seven not. days? And, no. and I'm not trying no to. Yeah. I'm not trying to glamorize that or brag about yeah. it. Like I'm not proud of it. You know, I, I prefer to go to bed at ten o'clock and like watch TV with my husband or something. It's just that it's hard to right. make all that work. But I totally see your point. No, so the the point the point is that we have a finite amount of energy, and if we can be clear who and what's important, and simplify the number of garden beds in our life, and just mm -hmm. say each garden bed represented a person or a thing we wanted to invest in, you know, garden bed A is your husband, garden, a, garden bed B was the first child, second child, third mm -hmm. child. Then you think like, okay, I only have one watering can. How am I going to work, make this work? At some point, I'm going to run out of water. At some point in the day, I'm going to run out of energy. So how do we simplify our life? 
And or you take the gardens and you start subdividing and you get other people to help you like oversee with their watering cans other yes. parts of your garden so that you have like a whole estate. You could. <laughs> <laughs> As an analogy, yes, that, that works fine. Look, we've planted four to 5,000 trees. I have guys watering plants out there. I have an irrigation system that's taking care of the botanical garden. But the, the analogy with my own life and what I personally get involved in, who I get personally involved in, I need to constantly bring that number down. Yeah. Because I need to make sure if I want to nurture a relationship with my daughter or with my wife or a friend, I need to make sure I can dedicate sufficient time. I can de dedicate sufficient energy mm -hmm. to nurture that. You know, I, I am not the guy that goes out when I'm traveling and have half an hour meetings back to back. I just don't do that. If I'm going to meet a friend, I'll sit down with him or her for two hours and wow. have a cup of coffee, glass of wine, chat. So this time I want to invest. So rather than meeting... 20 people while I'm traveling to London or Munich or wherever, and maybe I'll meet two people and have two two hour long conversations because those are relationships I've chosen to invest in. Hmm. That becomes rewarding to me. That becomes fulfilling as opposed to like, okay, I got half an hour. How's it going? How's your family? How's your wife? Your kids good? How's business? <laughs> business is good. Even next time, you're feeling better now? Are you meeting your goals? Great. Okay, I got to go. It was really nice catching up with you. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> you know? And, and then you get so busy, you're texting people emojis. I get an emoji from someone, Happy New Year, with a little, you know, firecracker. And I'm like, well, that tells me how much I mean to you. One emoji. <laughs> That's all the time you can spare for me is one emoji, a firecracker emoji on New Year's Day. You, you couldn't spend 15 seconds, because I know you can type fast on your phone. We all can. You couldn't spend 15 seconds to go, Happy New Year. I, I hope this year will be rewarding for you and fulfilling and we have more clarity around your life if there's any way I can be of support or, you know, your friendship means a lot to me and that will take like 20 seconds to write that down. But no, one emoji is good enough. Send it off. So I, I don't want to cultivate those. I, I don't want to go through life where my life is just a sense of emojis and 20-minute meetings. I want deeper relationships, more fulfilling relationships where I genuinely can have time to do that. I need to be clear who and what's important. I need to simplify my life to that and actually focus on those things. I want to get to the end of my life and go, wow, I don't remember what the hell I did the last 80 years. You know, it just flew by and, and leave unfulfilled. Less is better, always. And especially less that's in alignment with you, your values, your guidelines, your purpose. That becomes rewarding and fulfilling. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But what if that's not as fulfilling to someone else? Like, No, again, like- it's a choice, right? It's a choice. Yeah, nobody. I had at a workshop, somebody asked me in, in Moscow, I gave a little introduction of who I am, my background, and then I said, we're going to start. And it was called Unwavering Focus. This guy, Russian guy, sitting in the front row, entrepreneur, jumps up, all emotional, goes like, why do I need to live a focused life? Why can't I be all over the place and do a million different things? And why, why do I need to live a focused life? I'm going like, you don't have to. This is a workshop for people who want to live a focused life. <laughs> I'm not sure why you're here. Why did you sign up for this? I'm not saying everybody has to live a focused life. You know, I don't go to a Chinese cooking class if I want to learn how to make Indian food. You know, why the hell did I turn up here? Why are you here? I'm not asking you to, you know, you, you can do whatever the hell you want. It's your, your life. But for those who are listening on this, you know, who want to live a more rewarding life, to want to be more focused and to be more present, have more rewarding conversations, more rewarding time with the people and things that they love. Tune in on this episode. <laughs> if you don't want to, totally cool. <laughs> people think it's like a blanket statement I'm making for everyone. I'm like, no, it's your life. Do whatever the hell you want with it. Okay. But you have an underlying kind of argument that if you have yeah. deeper connections and more focus, you will feel more fulfilled, right? Yeah. Isn't that kind of the undercurrent though? That you can make yeah. a choice, but it won't lead to as much fulfillment and satisfaction and as, as the other option, which you're presenting to us. Exactly. And, and then you have the choice because some people might say, you know what? I don't really want a fulfilling life. I just want to skim the surface all the way to the end. I just want to be shallow all the way to the end. I don't want to go narrow and deep. For me, when I lived in the monastery and my guru trained me, there were only 27 monks in the monastery, so he personally trained his monastics. When he sat with me and gave me his, he was about 50 years older than me, and he gave me his undivided attention, and I spoke and he listened, genuinely listened to every word that was coming out of my mouth. He wasn't texting, wasn't doing anything else. He was just completely present through his ability to focus. I felt so loved. I felt he actually cared what I was saying. I'm going like, holy crap, will you care? Why? You know, no one has. So, you know, I mean, you value what I have to say. He valued my presence. He valued my time. He valued my energy. He, what, a, what a display of love, genuine love and care. And that experience year after year was so rewarding to me as, as a human being. 
that now I do my best to do it with whoever I'm with. You know, if I'm talking to somebody, my team, my family, even a stranger, if I happen to talk, I give them my undivided attention to tell them, like, I am completely here with you. And I can do that because I can focus. When you are talking, I'm not drifting away and going like, oh, I think we should get pizza tonight. Well, what did you say? <laughs> no, I, I am here and I'm listening to everything you're saying. And because I can be focused, I can be present. And then I can also have the ability to sense what you're not saying to me. Or maybe what you want to say to me that you may be afraid or struggling to say, but you still want to share with me. And, and I can better serve you, help you. My daughter comes up to me and she may not be able to articulate everything clearly, but I can sense because I can be completely present through my ability to focus what she may be feeling. She's sad or afraid. And then I can choose how I want to respond to that. And that to me is fulfilling because now I'm creating a deeper relationship. I'm, I'm no relationship, don't get me wrong, but I just know that by being focused, I, I can be present. And by being present, I can begin that process of creating a better relationship. Wow. Well, I feel like I'm being present with you. Do you, you, feel, are. Do you feel how much I care and I'm paying attention? <laughs> I do. I do. You're doing an amazing job. <laughs> <laughs> so does this excuse, does the fact that, this all comes back to me, of course, does the fact, yeah. I always focus when I'm doing podcasts. That's why I love it. I love being able to learn about someone and have no distraction. But mm -hmm. I am guilty of the happy new year one emoji thing with a lot of people, yeah. I have to say. So I think you, I think everyone, I guess it goes back to your point. Focusing doesn't have to mean that every relationship you have requires two hours of sit down, right? I think no. you can be deep and intentional and focus for half an hour and get a lot out of that and not with everyone in your life, right? And, and that's why simplification is critical, right? Because if you have a hundred people, how do you spend two hours with hundred people? But if you have fewer people, relationships you do want to cultivate that are, that it's a two-way street, then you can spend more time with those those people and even things that you love. I love doing a lot of things. I love carpentry. I love gardening. I love this. I love that. I got to make a choice mm -hmm. of what is more important to me and then invest in that. And coming back to New Year, every New Year, I spent an hour and a half or so leaving voice messages to the people that matter to me. And each, each voice message would at least be a minute to two minutes long. I, I get on WhatsApp, which is my primary vehicle of communication, and I leave a WhatsApp message. I don't just say, hey, happy new year, you know, and then you click the little thing that explodes. So when they open the message, it's like sparkles and stuff. No, I leave a voice message and go like, hey, Joe, I'm checking in on you and Julie. How are you guys doing? And you guys, I want to let you know that last year, you know, we had dinner and that was so wonderful. And I love the topics we talked about. And you mentioned to me about your 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 mother-in-law who's quite sick, and I hope she's doing better. Or you know, and just letting you know that I'm thinking about you, and um, you know that I'm here if you ever want to reach out. You know, and I really hope that we can make plans to see each other this year and just yeah. actually put some thought and energy into it. You're a really good friend, obviously. Like you're that well, I, I wanted to be right. My guru taught me through his example. He was 
a good friend to me. Mm-hmm. He showed that to take even two minutes out and be focused and present, like you said, can feel like 10 minutes. It doesn't well, have to be a two-hour call. It can be a half an hour in completely being focused and that person feels like, oh my God, I just felt like I sat with that person for two hours. And what went on in your life before where you ended up becoming a monk who really could thrive on the attention and the love shared by this other monk? Like what in you needed that? Like what, was there something missing before? Where did, why were you drawn to that? Like where did that come from in you? That was not what I went to the monastery to learn. That was one of the first tools he taught me in order to make progress on the spiritual path. What drew me to the monastery was the that things in life are transient in nature, you know, and I realized that as a child, seven, eight years old, nine years old, I'm like, everything is created, it exists for a while, and then it goes away, and I go like, that freaking sucks, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I remember going to my cousin's birthday party and all day my brothers and I are excited. Then my parents drive us over to my cousin's house. I meet all my cousins, you know, we eat cake, play balloons, we chase each other around for four or five hours while parents hang out and chat. And then we get in the car and we drive home. And I remember looking out the window thinking to myself, that's it. It ends. That sucks. Mom said, you know, we didn't grow up wealthy. Mom said, we're going to go eat ice cream. That might be like once every six months or something. And we go out, we eat ice cream, save every drop. And then we go home and it ends. I'm like, what the hell is this game? You know, is if we just go through life, just doing this over and over again? Is it a Truman show? I mean, this just seems mindless. What in life is the constant? What doesn't change in life? Is there a deeper meaning to it. It just seems kind of pointless that everybody just goes through the same process, go to school, graduate, get a job, get married, have kids, have grandkids, go on holidays, pay bills, get old, die. Okay, repeat again. Let's all just do the same thing. <laughs> you know, and just say that's life. And I, it just didn't make sense to me. There must be something more. I mean, can we just stop and really think about this for a second? So that, that's what drew me to the monastery to find out what is there, something more in life. And then these are the tools that I learned about understanding the mind and learning to focus. Because in, in the pursuit of finding, is there something more in life? We need the ability to focus. If I can't concentrate long enough, how can I stay on a subject to go deeper into it? And did you find your answer? Yes. Is there more to it? There is more to it. What, and, what is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, in the philosophy save me ten I, years. Save me ten years of being a monk, and just like yeah, lay it yeah, out, lay it out for me here. Uh, shaving your head and everything. The whole yeah, I'd rest. rather keep my hair. But if you, if yes. I could just know w- what the point of it all is, that would be good. Uh, and, and again, it's it's based on the philosophy that you subscribe to. And again, it's not for everyone. Uh, and the philosophy that I subscribe to is that divinity of god is in everything and we look at divinity in a very simplified way as pure energy permeating everything you me the trees the stones everything how can we go within us and experience that divinity inside of us if we say divinity is pure energy law of thermodynamic states energy cannot be created or destroyed but you can transform energy from one thing to another energy can change shapes right and change forms but at the essence of it, it's still 
energy. How do we go within and experience divinity inside of us, the one thing that doesn't change in where in its very essence, it's the purest form of us that exists in all things, all matter, everywhere, that continues to function and exists long after a physical body has died, that has intelligence to it. So it's kind of the concept of the soul, essentially? Yes, yes. But the essence of the soul and not the outer layers of the soul puts on personalities and emotions and, you know, things like that. How do we go to the essence of that soul, which is divinity? And you, believe that, in. And you believe that the soul and divinity lives on? Yes. Uh, that soul, that divinity was never created or will never be destroyed, always exists. Uh, and we can experience that divinity inside of us. It's not to be sought outside. I mean, we can experience it in nature and things. But the greatest experience is to experience it inside of us. That gives strength to us. That gives confidence to us. That gives hope that life is just not these years that we're here on this planet, that it continues beyond that. My daughter at four is asking questions about death and dying. You know, she said to me the other day, you know, that I don't want you to die, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's good to have that conversation. It's good for her to understand a philosophy, uh, understanding that, yes, our physical body ceases to exist, but the soul inside of us, the pure energy, is never created or destroyed. The law of science. Okay, I'm going to go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I like it. I need that. Thank you. And, okay. and, look, and look, you know, that, that's, that's at a deeper level, you know, and, and, I, and I rarely honestly talk about that because for me, you know, I had somebody ask me the other day, so what kind of deeper philosophy do you believe that of finer dimensions and inner dimensions? And I said, like, look, you can talk about that till the cows come home. For me, it's like, how the hell do I get through my day yes. and make sure I'm having a life that I can sustain and that is rewarding to me? Yeah. For that, I would say, you know, break it down into a few steps. Gain clarity of purpose. You know, let your purpose define your priorities. Like, who and what is important in your life? And that's a basic question your listeners can ask themselves. And write that down. Don't say family. What the hell does that mean? Who in your family? Mom, dad, cousin, aunt, uncle, in-law? Be specific. Mm-hmm. Second is, learn to focus. Mm-hmm. The book is there. Everything you need to know how to focus is in the book. Third step simplify your life simplify to those people and things that truly matter because always remember finite time finite energy yes you can hire people to outsource things but at the end of the day you have a finite amount of energy and and the key is not balance i prefer to use the word proportionate because a lot of times you say think balance life right balance between work and life i have not figured out how to live that but proportionate means I can say, okay, 70% of my life is work. Mm-hmm. 30% I have to divide between me, my family, kids, whatever it is. Yes. So how do I carve it out in proportion as opposed to 50-50? Because I don't mm-hmm. think that's a reality. And then if you think in those three steps, uh, purpose, priorities, focus, and simplify, mm-hmm. then now you can start creating a life. You have practical steps to actually follow 
to start creating a life that is more rewarding. And I use the word rewarding because that can mean more joyous, more uplifting, more fulfilling, more content, more peaceful, you know, harmonious. You're not you know, dealing with people that constantly make you upset, angry, annoyed. Whatever it may be, right? Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like I'm sorry. I, I, we have to end because the podcast is only a certain amount, but I'm like, I'm getting the meaning of life here. Like, this is important. <laughs> this is changing how I view the world. But I gotta and go I to my next call. And I don't have to go call. to a monastery. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even have to go to the monastery. I got my view of Costa Rica right here. Anyway, I should be paying you for this. You know, you oh. be, <laughs> it's like I had a session or something. Anyway, okay, Dandapani, that was amazing. Thank you so much, and you're most um, welcome. And thank you for a great conversation, and thank you for asking great questions, and thank you for being able to be focused. Thank you. Happy New I Year. Appreciate that. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode of moms don't have time to read books don't forget to follow me on instagram at zibby owens and at moms don't have time to read books also sign up for my newsletter at zibbyowens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on zoom every other week thanks so much to steve and ryan at texture sound for the sound editing and thank you to morning moon productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music 